All right. Who, we, we just want me to hit the it, thing. It just hit it. Wait, I didn't. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm Madison. I'm Franny. I'm Logan. I'm Bridget. Oh. And we're Cinema Crosscut. <laughs> we're crossing the cinemas because they're not open right now. Hey. But you know, you know what is open? The is. McDonald's and the drive-in. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> also. You're going to say McDonald's? No. I was going to say That's the drive-in. That's why I was like, wow. I was, I was going to say it, but then I was kind of slow on it because the computer popped something up while I was trying to, trying to tell my joke. Did it stop the recording? No. Because we'll be real mad if in an hour we check and it's like, no, oh, it's still God. recording. Wait, no, all we got was the McDonald's rec- take. That's all we got. It's <laughs> definitely recording. That's all we got. What were um, you going to say, Franny? Sounded like you're I gearing forget. up for no, something. Uh, no, that's Franny. That's, that's Bridget. 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 Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you Obviously, say Bridget? I'm Bridget. <laughs> we should probably stop this now <laughs> before we fly in the plane. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if I'm out here and we's out there, <laughs> who's the caveman? Have you seen that, sh- that video? What? No. no. Shaggy Doo talking to Fred and somebody edited it and there's like a there's like a caveman like frozen in ice. He's like, <laughs> if you're out here and I'm in there and he's in there and you're out here, then who's the caveman? I think that I've seen that amazing. actually. I hate it. Um, we should definitely bring this little bit back for when we finally do scoob, scoob. exclamation point. Scoob. Oh, we should do we should do a double scoob. A double, double scoop. Yeah, a double scoop. I think people are tired of us doing Scooby-Doo. No, actually, everybody that has talked to me about listening, by the way, personal friends are like, your best episode, Scooby-Doo. Didn't you say that somebody said that they hated it because we think that Scooby-Doo is like the best movie in the world, that which it is? That is one person, and the, that's what art is when people disagree. Fair enough. So I'm thinking we do Scoob, and then we do either the one with the aliens or Cyber Chase. I would love that. And I've seen like Cyber none of these movies. Cyber Chase. Or it'll zombie be, island, it'll be a fresh watch, watch for me. I've never seen them. What about, so. what about the ones with the cats? The cat people? No, fuck that one. <laughs> that's, um, that's Zombie Island, I think. Or Spooky we, Island? I have no <laughs> idea. Like, I remember watching all these movies, but I, don't, I can't distinguish them from each other. If we watch I anything with cat, cat people, we have to do edibles again. What about yes, when Shaggy's absolutely. like... Shaggy's like a werewolf and he's hanging out with Dracula. Ooh, Dude, yeah, I remember that one. And he's wearing a red shirt scandal. Yeah, I remember that was my favorite. That's skit. good stuff. That's not. It wasn't. Was was Scoob there? I, f- I, I don't have no fucking remember. idea. How I don't the think fuck so. is there a Scooby Doo movie without Scoob? But I don't remember him being. You know there. what? I remember really vividly is when Scooby Doo and the gang met Batman and Robin. Did you know there's just a Daphne Love and Velma solo movie? What? That's great for them. Is that just gay porn? I, I was like, think- maybe we should do Scoob and then Daphne and Velma and see how it. You know, because I've I've heard mixed things. I've heard it's I mean, bad and I've heard it's really bad. <laughs> I've heard it's bad. <laughs> but it does right. exist. It's a legitimate. It's like they're in high school. Oh, and okay. They're dealing okay. With stoners. I think I have heard. With, I think I have heard of this. Yeah, maybe we should watch it. I've heard, but also I've heard that Scoob exclamation point isn't that good. I've heard that too, but fuck people because we're gonna find out for ourselves. But I mean, no, I'm just saying. Well, like I also want to watch a good Scooby Doo movie, you know. So then we should do Cyber Chase, right? Like Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters uh, Unleashed. Cyber Chase. So, well, the, okay. The thing is, I want to <laughs> save that for like a special. Okay. Because Franny enough. hasn't seen it ever. I fucking love Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. I th- disagree with you. I think it's okay. I think it's great. But I think that I you being like- a hardcore fan of the animation, 
<laughs> like how faithful it is. Me yeah. being a hardcore fan of good movies, find it somewhat good and somewhat <laughs> boring. Anyway, Are you saying that you think Coolsville sucks? I think Coolsville sucks. I do. I really do. Um, I think that I any, think, movie, I think any movie where they try to convince me that gorgeous ass Velma falls in love with Seth Green is full of <laughs> shit. Bridget, we used to be in love oh, with Seth Green. Don't dox me. <laughs> I was like, I have what, to. what was there? What was it about Seth Green? Was it his lack of talent or <laughs> his just weird look about him? You like watch without a paddle, and you're like, "That's my hubby right there." No. That's the one. I, well, you I watched mean, him I play Doctor Evil's son in Austin Powers, and you were like, "Wow!" I never watched. He gets me. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? You've never. seen I wasn't Austin allowed Powers? to watch Austin Powers. Arctic Powers. Arctic Powers. Arctic Powers. Like a lot of like, you probably weren't allowed to talk to strange men on the internet, but you did that. So I don't <laughs> understand why that's For that's like, your excuse. It's basically the movie of talking to strange men on the internet. It's the like the actualization because <laughs> he's um, just a strange man, and the world gross. is his internet. <laughs> The Tom Cruise joke in Goldmember, I still think, is, like, one of the best jokes of the whole, like, series. I love that shit so much. I like, my favorite joke in Austin Powers is, like, when he first wakes up and he, like, thinks that the communists won the Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny to me. And he's just, like, capitalism, groovy. (laughs) That was my really bad, uh, (laughs) Mike Myers' Austin Powers impression. Uh, Groovy, baby. baby. Yeah, baby. And then. Um, we it? shouldn't do this. What is the what is the bastard's name? What is his full name? Fat, dirty, ugly bastard. I, I just think it's fat bastard. Is right? it fat bastard? He's the greatest character to come to cinema. <laughs> I like. Seen this I either. love him. He pulls a a turkey leg out from underneath his man tit, and that's that's big dick energy to me. If there I, ever was one. I I also just really like Doctor Evil and his son Seth Green. Yeah, that the whole Doctor Evil concept with the Seth Green character too yeah. is like one of the funnier parts. Of it's the everything to me. The fact that you haven't seen Austin Powers is really upsetting to me because I like unironically love it a lot. Have you, have you lot. seen it? No, They've I have never, not. That's really been. sad. We should do a podcast. Yeah, we should. We should review I it. I mean, we could do that. We could. Do we just do all three? Do we sit down? That would be commit? fun. I mean, it would be fun for the beginning and then get yeah. a little less fun as you go along. Yeah. But oh, no. yeah, that'd be tough. But it might be. Well, what if we? Okay, what? If, okay, so Austin Maybe Powers. He's like pretty much an agent, right? Like that's what he is. So what about when Bond comes out, we review that, and we also review yes, Austin Powers. because he's like a Bond parody, mm-hmm. so yeah. we should totally do that. Yes. That sounds fun. That would actually be really fun. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So Powers meets Bond. Yes. All right. I'm pretty sure... Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember the YouTube channel of your epic rap battles of history? Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure they did that exact epic rap battle of history. Uh, you don't, did I rip off ERB on extra? We also you have, have to review that... We could just battle. we could like, just do here, Fallout instead. I mean, Mission Impossible. Here, we listen just do to that. this. Like, this it's my trigger for you. Like, awesome power versus James Bond. Again. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> you know, That's how you know, they talk. Yeah, he does. My favorite is Mr. T versus Mr. Rogers. That's, That's one of the one. greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, I used to love that shit. It was just like so good. At the time. I mean, like, when they, like, once a year put out a Hitler-Vader episode, that was, like, peak, you know? Which, peak like, middle now school looking cringe. back, it's like, wow, that's It's like, really, you shouldn't have done it. But that's like, really fucked. 
but okay. Oh my God. It was okay in those times. Times have changed now. <laughs> we were we were all all right with it then. And then I remember thinking, wow, the Mario Brothers versus the Wright Brothers, like, this is awesome. And, like, that concept out loud sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> I, think, I also feel like they progressively got stupider, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, they <laughs> like, ran out of, they ran out, like. Yeah, like, you, I, eventually you run out of things. Oh, another good one was Dr. Seuss versus Shakespeare. That was mm. incredible. Oh, yeah. That was iconic. They yeah. did, they, they did one where it was, like, a bunch of movie directors, and I ate that shit up. I'm sure you did. It, it started out being like Kubrick versus Hitchcock, but then it was like you mispronounced both of those names in one go. How did I? Kubrick and Hitchcock. You said Kubrick and Hitchcock. Shut up. I swear you listen back okay. to it. You mispronounce both names. Kubrick versus Hitchcock. Yes. But then like other directors would come in, like Quentin Tarantino had a segment, and then like Michael Bay came in, like. They were making fun of Michael Bay because okay, it was like a bunch of explosions like, as he comes I, I don't know if I would agree with I Michael think he Bay. Has a, I think he had a line in that epic rap battle of history that was like, just motherfucking money. <laughs> like, I think that that was his like signature move Yeah, there. I'll give him that. He's very good at making money. Yeah, I mean, he makes a lot of it. And he took to the him. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He gave them weird, very human-like features. He made them terrifying. They tried to fuck Megan Fox, and that was like a quarter, like Isn't a Isn't that the one dollars. with uh, Noel Fisher in it? Madison. I mean, I guess I don't like those. Wasn't the most recent those one? Those turtles terrify me, and Johnny I refuse Knoxville to see it. Voiced one. That's I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Noel Fisher was Fisher was Noel one of them. Fischl. Noel Fisher. Okay, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. <laughs> that's that's Hitch, Hitchcock's lesser known younger brother, Hitchcock. He, he's a he's a bird that travels around hitching tents. Nice. Are you just he's having our um, intro yes. music? What are we doing? What, like, we've talked about everything other than what we're doing. Because on this I don't. Okay, so we went to the drive-in. Drive and what we did, we drove in. and Stranded at the drive-in, as that song from Greece goes. Branded a fool. What will they say? Monday There's a spotlight school. actually physically on Madison right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's really saying. impressive. The lights have <laughs> it dimmed. It came out of nowhere. I love Greece a <laughs> we lot. We love Cool we need to do a Grease episode. I love Grease more than life. Same. We, two is very avoidable. Um. Anyway. Yeah, no, I don't love Grease 2 more than life. Yeah, Grease 2 is a tough time. Grease 2 is that sequel where you're like, you should have just... Like, why did you make this? Left it alone. <laughs> and it alone. Like, it's also sad because <laughs> Frenchie is still there. <laughs> like, Aww. everyone's graduated, but, like, Frenchie is there. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, she did drop out to go to beauty school, so I guess that did set her behind. Yeah. Yeah. And then she dropped out of beauty school, too. So there's that. Yeah, I know. She has a real commitment issue. She really does. That girl. All right. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so we we went to the drive-in, and we we saw Bloodshot. And um, (laughs) there's a few things I learned from our experience. For one, uh, if you go to a drive-in, there will be somebody trying to sell you weed out in the open, and they don't (laughs) care. And you will not buy it because you're on, like, public grounds where, like, there's clearly, like, a lot of police around. And then the other thing yeah, you learn is people don't care about social distancing anymore and it's kind right. of upsetting. Oh, you don't know what yeah. I learned is that the drive-in doesn't have fucking Swedish fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's Swedish right. Fish. Did you ever find that Swedish fish? No, I never found those fucking Swedish fish. Fuck me. I we, haven't found them either. I swear to God, we bought you Swedish fish. Yeah, we so we went to the drive So we were going to the drive-in. We stopped at the gas station beforehand and they got me Swedish fish and then we couldn't find them. I think that cashier and the drive-in, just to hand it to us. Yeah, and then the drive-in does not sell Swedish fish. But they and sold I think that's snow caps, which is like my favorite. So. I had to settle for fucking yeah. Twizzlers. What a shame. But yeah. Don't know how you in. ever recovered. I don't know. It was weird because like they're trying to implement some social distancing, 
but then also just not giving a fuck. And we were parked right next to these like three high school girls <laughs> that were, they literally were making TikToks the whole time I heard them talking about it. <laughs> it was disgusting. Were, were those the, the people in the convertible that were way too oh close my to God, us? Yeah. And then in the, like in the middle of the movie, these more high schoolers pulled in in a convertible. A gaggle parked, of them. Yeah, a whole fucking gaggle of them. Um, parked in between us and the car that was parked next to us in not a spot. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Because they were all ready to have an orgy during fucking bloodshot. So none of them were watching it. Also, the drive-in, as many drive-ins do, play two movies back to back. But we left after the first movie because we didn't really want to see the second. It was Fantasy Island. Bridget yeah. and I have already seen it. And me it's and terrible, have already but it's seen also it a, a fun experience right. to watch. So, um, but anyway, so like as we're pulling out, this like man, like Mans. fly, or like as we're getting ready to get into the car, we hadn't like actually left yet. You guys weren't there for any Logan. It was just me and Bridget. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey," like he was motioning to me. And so he rolls down the window, and I'm like, "What's up, dude?" And he was like, "You know, there's another movie after this, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "What the f- dude?" I don't need your help. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> like he literally tried like, let to a man ever try to tell me anything. <laughs> that's, oh my god, that's so ridiculous. I was like, yeah, I know. We're I just good, heard this story for the first time just now, and I oh enjoyed. really? I didn't yeah. tell you I that thought, at the time. I thought we told you. Maybe we told Franny. I think, yeah, I, I remember it. But I think I was looking for my wallet me. at the time because I was. Oh yeah, the fuck you out. lost your wallet. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It was a time, but bloodshot though. Oh god. Okay, so first of all, um, for those Vin Diesel stands out there, I have negative thoughts about. First off, Vin why Diesel. are you a Vin Diesel stand? No way. We have one in the room. Oh, no. Do we? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I was never really a Vin Diesel stan or even a Vin Diesel fan, but I listened to. There's this podcast that I listened to. It's called The Flop House, and I really like it. They just they review bad movies. They're like what we do, but it's bad movies, and they're better at it. <laughs> well, not that they're better at it, Damn. but they're better at having oh people listen to it. I think we do keep talking over each other, which is like completely. Like, you can't I mean, understand. they do that as well, but like they they We're have like, more. Whoa. They have a listener base. That is larger than ours. Not to say that they're better at podcasting oh. than we are, but it's only it's only been a few months. But yeah, it hasn't been that long. We They've really been going for years. Been, but anyway, you know. it's called the Flop House, and they review bad movies. And they recently put out an episode on Bloodshot, and they had a guest on the podcast whose name is Griffin Newman, who's on a different podcast, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But he is a big Vin Diesel stan. He's like stan? the big stan. He's the biggest Vin Diesel stan. And I have to say that he kind of convinced me a little bit, like of to, as, as to the merits of Vin Diesel. So, what are those merits? Yeah, and educate us, enlighten us. Because it will. wasn't this yeah. movie. I mean, maybe not in this movie, no. but like he, he always plays these like hyper masculine characters, right? And this is this was articulated better in in the other podcasts that I mentioned. But like, the gist of it is that he's always playing these hyper masculine characters, almost. But he's also almost like in on the joke of these characters being so hyper-masculine, hyper-like macho. And it's really interesting considering, like, he kind of grew grew up around, like, drag communities, as uh, to my understanding, like, you know, dressing in drag and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's almost doing, like, a drag persona of this, like, hyper-masculine man. And I think that he's, like, really, he's, like, in the, on the joke in a way that, like, other action stars aren't, so you still kind of have to love Vin Diesel a little bit because he's, like, sort of aware of it. But that's that doesn't excuse his like shitty acting though. Well, no, I'm not saying I think he's a great actor by any means, but I think that he's sort of like 
he is aware of what it is that he's doing. He's aware that like this isn't real. Whereas you look at other big action stars that are like him, like maybe The Rock comes to mind. The Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other for yeah, I know. But the but The Rock comes to mind where he's like, I feel like The Rock is like, yeah, I could actually do all this stuff. Whereas Vin Diesel's like, this is kind of ridiculous, right, guys? Like we all know it's a little crazy. And so I think that's sort of the appeal of Vin. That that is, and so like I see that a little bit, and I think then like, in terms of this movie, being what it is, and like attempting to almost recreate the cliches of action movies, like Vin Diesel is the guy to do that, I, in my opinion. So I mean I don't know I, I think the more, I'm not saying I like liked this movie. I still think this movie was kind of stupid, but the more that I think about it, like it makes a little bit more sense to me what they're trying to do. Not to say that they necessarily succeeded. Okay. Let's talk about why it's bad now. Yes. Yeah, so we can do that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that there, there's something to, good, good to be said about Vin Diesel and what he does generally. So bloodshot, the film is actually based on a graphic novel that Weibo's just absolutely love. So <laughs> let it be known that the anime cat ear community probably hated this movie more than we do. So <laughs> oh, RIP wow. to, to them. my understanding, Sorry, this y'all. movie does not have a lot of similarity with the bloodshot like character. No, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> also, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this supposed to like sort of kickstart a cinematic universe that probably isn't happening now? Yeah. Okay, I that's, thought so. That's how most of these failed big blockbusters go, right, though. Right, right. Anybody see The Mummy with Tom Cruise? Holy <laughs> shit, what a pile of fuck. Oh, I mean, my God. Yeah, a movie no one asked to, to the be best, made. Oh, my God. Sorry to go off tangent, but watch the accidentally released trailer on YouTube. Oh, my God, yes. It is so fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't amazing. think I've seen it. So it's it's not cut correctly. The sound hasn't mixed in right. So oh, okay. all it has is talking and then Tom Cruise going, ah, like yelling. <laughs> the whole, no music, no dramatic anything. And like, you know how when people, like they have like a little wince of somebody like, like for instance, there's a girl that gets shot out of the airplane. And of course there's usually music to it. And then also her going. Music. Yeah, I know. There's also music to it, but like also her going, ah, or like, yeah. All you hear is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. When we take a break, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, that's so yeah absolutely. Um, I wish that they would have learned something from that. All the studios, if they would have paid attention, mm. but they didn't. So we got Bloodshot. Um, the CG's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad for how expensive the movie is, and then it's just bad on its own. Yeah, I um, I heard on this on the other podcast that I was talking about um. They, since I listened to a review of this movie, um, they mentioned that originally the final fight scene was meant to occur in the swimming pool. You know what I'm talking about? The swimming pool. The one where, they made a big deal out of the thing. Yeah, and then they didn't go anywhere. But then like that fight scene was so stupid and anticlimactic that they gave them more money to do that final scene, which still kind of looks like shit. So <laughs> also, um, like, why did they give this guy like leftover Doc Ock props from Spider-Man Two? I'm just saying. Um. Oof. So I used to love that movie though. You should just watch that movie. Isn't there an easier way than convincing a man that his wife is dead to have a bunch of like, like they could have just put it in his brain that he needs to go kill, but they use this weird like awful scenario. scenario. I mean, I think in the movie's logic, no, that it doesn't work any other way. That like they needs that he needs to be driven by vengeance if it's gonna work. Yeah, but there's a better way for like he could have just snapped out of like. What really should have the movie should have been is we turn you into a killing machine. He doesn't know it. Something jogs his physical memory, and then he's like, "I'm not a killing machine. I'm Vin Diesel. I'm Bay." And he just like stops. But it, that's not what happened because 
they just kept repeating the same thing and made this like really, really kind of backwards and over the top scenario where a guy encoding somehow can code a specific song <laughs> to play and a specific gangster to dance around and kill his wife. <laughs> um, no, that's no, that's <laughs> I mean, stupido. And it doesn't make a, and it'd be literally easier just to turn him into a killing machine. Like what they're doing is convoluted and extra. Yeah. And also, um, could get them copyright stricken because I don't think they had the rights to that music if they're using in that program. So uh, YouTube, <laughs> get on them. Strike that video, you fucking assholes. Oh, shit. My mom is calling me. Can we pause for just one second? Yeah. Bridget, are you going to put your... No, I'm just going to... We're back. <laughs> that present pause did not work, did it? Well, no, yeah, but it's, it's too late now. Fuck! Sorry! Yeah. Because you can't be it. bothered to edit one second. No, I'm not doing it. I soiled it. Uh, we, okay. I will, I will edit episodes if you people subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. For just one dollar a month, I will, I will actually put in a <laughs> modicum of effort <laughs> and edit an episode for you. I did it one, I did it a couple times, but it just wasn't worth it. I think it would have been worth it, but that's okay. I mean, if you think it's worth it, you can do it, bud. I will. No. I got it. <laughs> she said, "Don't Watch take me. this away from me." Well, they're me. all on my—they're all on my laptop, though. Like, how would we? We have another we, laptop. We could do it. I still don't see how that would. I mean, uh, whatever. If you want, would be if, you, if you want them edited, you can edit them. I'm not going to stop you. But I'm just saying, it's well. Ooh. We could just record it on the other Mac then, and then I could edit it that way. I mean, I get like if we wanted to. If we wanted, why are we talking I about this like, now? Yeah, I feel like this is something air. we could talk because. about. Because I had a literal note from somebody, hey, make sure you take pregnant pauses. And then Franny, we tried. Franny aborted our pregnant pause. It wouldn't be an issue if you I'm sorry, people. It was actually my fault. She was warning me. Bridget was just sitting back in her chair, no headphones in. Also, sorry. Yeah, that's fine because we didn't start talking yet. No, right, wait, it was I okay. Was... The amount you listen is very negative. Also, sorry if you all can hear a bunch of background noise. It's really hot in here, so yeah. we have, like, fans and AC and stuff. Happy also, June. Also, I talked to my mom. Everything's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because I said I said laugh and my mom was yeah. calling me. I just, in case anybody was worried about that, it's all fine. She called and she's like, you're a Vin Diesel stand now? And she's like, no, not, not really. She's like, oh, okay. Then she hung up. Right. That's yeah. what she said. She said, <clears throat> she said, hey, I think you guys should do Scooby-Doo too. Monsters Unleashed next. Just kidding. She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't she's even on an episode i know she's in an episode and she doesn't listen to it that's so my good. mom has barely listened to an episode and that's the um the spooky one and she listened to like 45 minutes of it and then oh, she God. stopped and she's never gone back <laughs> i've not told either of my parents about this i doubt they'd Did listen she not like they jeff or something no she hadn't gone to jeff yet oh she hadn't okay. got through my whole piece which is i'm like great mom wow Thanks. that's not supportive at all i think she had to go and do something like she had to go to the store so she stopped listening and then she never went back and i was like great her only comment was like okay is it good because i was worried it was bad and her only comment was they interrupt you a lot and i'm like they're making <laughs> jokes mom Fuck. Oh. well next time you can just talk free range we won't say a damn word yeah, no. we'll just sit here yeah. silently <laughs> That was what made mine good, I think. <laughs> I think we all interrupt each other a whole fucking lot. We do. What a podcast We is. need a yeah. talking stick. I don't think she knows. <gasps> a talking planchette. We do need to work on talking over <laughs> each other, though. Because I feel like What did you say? I wasn't... Talking over what, each what? other. What? Fucking... Doing what now? <laughs> uh, wh what? I was like, what? Talking about... You should see the intense way they're looking at each other in this moment. <laughs> I know, we were like making very serious eye contact. I don't know how I don't think we've looked is. at each other like that since we had our hands on the Ouija board. 
a true bonding moment that yeah. we had. Um, I was trying to recreate that earlier. And I could not do it. <laughs> I know that's because this thing was fucking moving. But back I don't to like blood to shot. talk about it. Yeah, I don't on. like to talk about it. I don't. <laughs> on to less serious topics. The movie Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Way less serious. Sorry, Van, Van Diesel. I feel my my thing about Bloodshot is that like. I feel like it didn't know what kind of superhero action movie it wanted to be. I feel like at times it wanted to be like, you know, cheesy 90s action movie vibes. And I feel at other times it wanted to sort of do what Deadpool did, which mm-hmm. was be like funny, but gritty, like not gritty, but like funny, but kind of darkly humorous. It was Memento meets Taken. And then you have like diarrhea, just kind of like, right. Like, I, like, I feel it. like there were, t- it, it wanted to be different things at times. Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't want to have characters, which is real sad. Like, characters make a movie good, and they didn't want those. Yeah. And they didn't and want to, like, have interesting shots. I mean, and there were, like, yeah, like, in regards to the character thing, there's a character in the movie, the guy with the legs, whose name I don't know. The guy with the, the, the robotic legs. Yeah, the, the cyborg Because otherwise legs. we're not narrowing it down here with that statement. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was a guy with, like, the modified legs to make him go super fast and be super mm-hmm. strong or whatever. Yeah. And for some reason... He absolutely hated the shit <laughs> out of Vin Diesel for reasons that were never explained to me. I mean, because his job is like to be Vin Diesel's sort of like handler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he's out there doing his revenge shit, like he's the guy to bring him back. And he's and he acts like he's like a friend to him because they're all in this like situation together. Well, then, except for he doesn't act like it. Like, well, no, he's but supposed I mean, to, but he doesn't. Well, no, I mean, like, when Vin Diesel is, like, they're trying to, like, build up the memory thing. Like, he sort of acts like, oh, like, this is, like, we're a family now, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, like, when he, they bring Vin Diesel in and they're about to wipe his memory and start over, he's, like, the biggest dick in the world to Vin <laughs> Diesel. Like, he hates this man's guts for reasons that are never explained. No. Like, and it's like, why do you hate him so much? Why are you the villain of this fucking film? And are we really going to have the only female character outlined be the love interest for no apparent reason other and than that And the fridged wife. The, the wife was like, he showed up and he's like, hey, you're my wife, right? And she's like, mm-mm, no, sorry, fam, not anymore, right. LOL, here's my kid, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And he's like over here like, I guess the only other female I know is her, so I better love her, I guess. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me because they spend, the time that they spend together is him being brainwashed. Yeah, and she, rehearsal, she yeah. And she is a character in the story that they're creating for him, essentially. Like, her job mm-hmm. is to play this part for It's to him. be sexy in like a tank of water and to be like to have right a and to make him trust her that's it so that, yeah so that they can get to the next phase and so like for them to like end up together and for her to have this like weird affinity to him yeah she literally just has like a robotic tracheotomy and that's like her story also what a what a lame <laughs> uh cyborg enhancement <laughs> to have <laughs> like she breathed real good I, i'm sure there's people on the internet like do you think she smokes through that <laughs> 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 like it's so like it just a, her the f- legs i have new eyes I'm completely redone. I have a metal tracheotomy and I can swim and look sexy in a pool. Also, like, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like the new eyes thing, like, you could definitely just toss a sheet over that guy and, like, disable him completely. Or, like, put different (laughs) eyes, like, just change out his eyes for real. Like they yeah, have, why didn't they give they him? They have more? false eyes in reality. There are well, real I fake the eyes that, that do can, see. Well, I guess the idea is that he can see every, like he can see behind him and all that shit too. But they could have given him fake eyes and that. Like it didn't have to be one or the other. I guess that's true. He can see behind him, but also he uses his real peepers to see in front of him because, like, it's weird that they're just like dead hanging also, out. Also, like, also his eye, his new eyes are chest level. 
Like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's not, it's not actually into him. It's like a vest that he yeah, wears. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, if he wants to see somebody's face, he has to like lean. Yeah. He has to lean back at them. It's just mm-hmm. weird. It's not, it's not a good design. Um, Pretty much nothing in this movie was a good design. Yeah, and like, yeah, the girl character, like, they get, that was just lame. Like her, I mean, I get why. Oh, you know they what this movie it. was really trying to be? It was trying to be upgrade. <laughs> That's really what it was bit. trying to be. I mean, really fucking hard. Like, we're gonna shut him down in ten seconds, and then right. he gets shut down, but like, not really, because. And then plot. And then yeah, like just. The mechanics of how Vin Diesel's, like, body works in this movie, like, the nanites and stuff, is just sort of like, yeah, it's nanites. Your body is nanites. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know what that means, per se. Five penis envy jokes, guys. I know. There were a lot. Five. 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 Three by the same man. Yeah, it was kind of... Enough of the penis envy jokes. We get it. Vin Diesel's got a big yeah. dick. Everyone knows it. Great. Right. Look at him, dude. Great. Like, you know he's got a big dick. We're like, yeah, he's got a big dick. We get it. He's the hero with the big dick. But it's the Indian guy in the movie, which is like, right. like so it's stereotypical like they make it yeah, him. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And then they're trying to make me believe that the, the black man who is apparently from the UK but is actually an American actor also has penis envy <laughs> for no reason. Twice. <sighs> Shit. Why? Why are we doing this? I, I just like. I you think Vin Diesel was like, "Hey, like, I'm gonna do this movie. You guys aren't paying me that much. Can we just like talk about my dick at least five times? Because <laughs> that's funny to me." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like, I don't know. I just didn't like that. Um, what's his name? Wiggins. Oh yeah, Wiggins. Yeah. I I did not like that accent that he was. I don't understand why that accent was necessary. Or why the character it Wiggins like, was necessary. It, like it was on par with like Don Cheadle's accent in the Oceans movies. He was, which is notably notoriously bad. Like it's like the same thing. And I'm like, is but that Don Cheadle's Bay though? I love Don. Cheadle. I do love him. Yeah, but like I was like, is that the joke you're going for? Like, are you going for a Don Cheadle Oceans Eleven thing? But I think that he was playing it very seriously. Yeah, that's the guy that um... New Girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, he's not Way British better. in his shows. Mm-hmm. Way better job in New Girl. <laughs> I mean, I think the standards were a little bit lower, but yeah. I think I was, Bloodshot okay. the New Girl definitely. No, I meant I meant like it doesn't take a lot to be good in, in New Girl because it's all Zoe Deschanel and if she's bad, the rest of them are bad. Right. I mean, like New True. Girl is just Zoe Deschanel walking around being quirky being, and that, that being does quirky, the work. Being a toxic pixie dream girl the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, eat a whole bag full of tacos. She swears like that's her sass. Like I'll eat a whole bag of tacos but and I'm different it. than others. Don't fucking make fun I'm of just, it. I love I'm it. just saying I what have it is. Bangs. I have bangs and I'm Me mysterious. Too. I'm also quirky, the- quirky and I'll say things that aren't really like kosher or right to say, but I'll mean it in a sweet way. Shut up. She's perfect. that's new girl. That is new girl. And that I is eternal it. sunshine of the, of the spotless mind as well. But you know, whatever. Mm. anyway, sorry. Went on a rant. Also, that's also funny, man. And yes, man. Both I don't think movies. I've seen. A funny man. It's not very good. Okay. Have you ever either. seen Frank? No. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. He was like a po- toxic yeah. pixie puppet in a way. <laughs> toxic pixie puppet. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. Um, he was his accent was terrible in the film. Terrible. Like not even and like, like and his character doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No. Because he talks about himself as like being sort of like an indentured servant to the sky. That's like the enemy of Guy Pierce's character. But then it's like, it's not super clear why he decides to help Vin Diesel unless it's because of his big dick. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like the big dick. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't understand. I don't understand the mechanics of why this man chooses to I've never to seen help. a land whale. I need to do something about this. <laughs> and like, cause it 
because the idea of this character is that he's like a sort of I, like I get the idea that they want him to be sort of like a shifty like kind of go where the money goes guy but like I don't see how he benefits from well Vin actually Diesel. like I don't I just I don't have get the argument that. for this one not not to be okay contrary. I mean that's fine I, like if you can explain to me please he was working for the guy that he barely didn't save right before him and then Vin Diesel right, saw right. the guy's face so he's like fuck now I have to help you or you're gonna kill me I, but I don't think that Vin Diesel ever gave him any indication that he was going to kill him. No, no, no. Because what's going to happen is And also Vin Diesel forgot about him for a while. Well, okay. But here's the thing, though. Remember how they get a hold of his memory stuff and then they, you know, put a person in his mind? Yeah. If he didn't help him, they would have got Vin Diesel back, put him in his mind. So he's like, okay, my goal okay, is yeah, to save I you guess, right now. I guess that that's true. Sense. Doesn't make it good. It just makes it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what happened. Um, uh, yeah. The movie... Um, it took me a really long time to figure out that that was Guy Pierce in this movie. I don't know why. No. It's like a memento ripoff, and then there's. Yeah. There he is right there. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I, um. For some reason, watching this movie, I the thought occurred to me that, like, Guy Pierce kind of looks like a knockoff Christian Slater. And I think we could discuss that. There are people who consider Guy Pierce to be more of a celebrity than Christian Slater. No, so. I just mean in appearance. Like. You know, you've had this. This is not to hate. This is the third, maybe second, but probably the third time you've been like, doesn't it seem like there's people who are almost famous people that look like famous people in this movie? You have say that <laughs> all the time. And I'm shutting it down I right mean, now. I just, you do like, this in I just so feel many like movies. they look, just look vaguely like each other. You did the same thing with Identity and I think one other movie too. You're like, he kind of, this person kind of looks like somebody famous, but they're not. And I'm just like, but that, no. I but have they to say are. that all men kind of look the same to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All like right, they well, do a little bit not surprised like like we were watching there will be blood the other day which is a great movie but in the beginning i could not tell one white man or real prospector from the other i was That's like so different you all look the damn okay same. but like you put you put chris rock next to vin diesel you got a difference there well obviously i know the difference between chris rock and vin diesel chris rock is short okay there's two men they're both astonishingly handsome as they get older logan has that problem <laughs> with um white blonde women when Absolutely. we watch the bachelor a hundred percent i mean they all look he the damn same because they typecast Listen, and it's that's, hilarious. That's not even hate. Like that's just like they do that shit on purpose. Also, like when I watch <laughs> when I watch like Scorsese mob movies, I have a hard time keeping track of the who's who. <laughs> okay, that's also understandable though. Because <laughs> they're all just like these like kind of short, dark-haired Italian guys, and, and they're, they're like, "What's the, the matter with you?" Yeah, what, no, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's who right now. <laughs> the best thing about the Irishman was that it was very easy to distinguish between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in this movie. Yeah. It's very clear who was being who at this moment. As you can tell by our review of Bloodshot, we really didn't care for it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we I more mean, just, just... I mean, it yeah. was just... Like, it's, it's not the worst movie you could ever see, but it's also not that good. But, like... It suffers from the worst thing a movie can do. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, whatever. boring. There, yeah. are, there are some good, like, shots in there, I think. Um, there's some kind of good lighting things that are happening, but other than that, there's not really a whole lot going for it. You I can mean, say like, the same thing about like a shitty student film. So well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think that that gives it any like merit. the only, the only scene that I really like that really stood out to me as being like, this is a good scene that I like watching was when he sort of has that first fight in the tunnel and it's all lit by like, it's lit by flares. And then there's sort of like the flower. Which you can see 70% yeah. of it in the trailer y'all. Well, that's the thing. In the, right. tra- the trailer, like, I almost would have liked this movie better if there was a bit of a, 
a twist in a way. But the thing is, the because twist is like the issue with the trailer is it gave you the twist right. early because this movie plays with you on whether this is really like you don't know that they're going to keep resetting him right. according to the movie. But by the trailer, right. you know that. And they literally yeah. spend like 40 minutes before they let you know, like, this isn't real. And then when he comes right. back, they're going to reset I, his mind. Yeah. And like, and so knowing that watching the first like 40 minutes of the movie, it's sort of like, okay, what am I watching this for then? But if the right. trailer hadn't given that away and it had sort of played this, it's like one man's quest for revenge. And then my other issue is that the character Vin Diesel plays, don't remember his name. We'll call him Bloodshot. I mean, Mr. yeah. Ms. Monsieur Mr. Bloodshot. Mr. Bloodshot. Mr. Shot. Mr. B. Please. He, Mr. Um, Shot was my father. Call me blood. <laughs> he, um... He did all these horrible things, and he feels regret about other things, but he doesn't show any physical or emotional regret. Even though he wasn't responsible for it, any decent character would be riddled with guilt of all the murders he committed. Yeah. And it's so obvious he's like, I'm on beach with hot girl now. Times are good. Right. Like, he literally <laughs> the fuck over it. And then also, like, it tries to... Because every Vin Diesel movie is, like, a little bit about family. It tries <laughs> to, like... It tries to, like, make the three of them, Wiggins, Hot Girl, and the Vin Diesel... Fire. into a like Into, like, one. a little oh, the family. the Furious movies. Although Riddick is not about family. It's about being in the desert and having goggles. <laughs> Can we just review yeah, the Yeah, it's, like, it's like, we're family now because we're all outcasts from this, like, thing... What was better, The Pacifier or Spy Next Door? The Pacifier. Pacifier. I haven't seen Spy Next Door, but I think we should do a Vin Diesel I like week. The Pacifier. The Pacifier. No, 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 no. I'm going to, can we redact that? <laughs> we should just start a Vin Diesel podcast. <laughs> what are we doing here? Why are we not just a Vin Diesel podcast right now? We're driving this van on up? Diesel, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What a guy he is. Yeah. Good I don't know. I don't know how much else I really have to say about Bloodshot other than that it's a movie and it's fine. It's not fine. It's, I mean, it's okay. It's I really literally not. could have slept through it, and I would also, have like, understood more. It's worse attention. than a bad movie because it's so fucking boring. Also, like, I don't know. Leave the talking heads out of it, dude. What? What? The talking heads, the band. Oh shit! I forgot of about Psycho that. Killer. Yeah, Psycho Killer. Yeah, oh. and many other great songs. And, yeah, leave um penis envy out of it. We don't need <laughs> any more of that. Yeah, I don't know, like. This movie had so many plot points driven by BDE. That yeah. Was <laughs> and, so. then, and then, like, just things that, like, looked like they would be significant, but then weren't, like, sort of the pool thing. Yeah. And obviously, there's an explanation as to why that seemed like it would be significant, but then wasn't. But I don't know. Just stuff like that. <laughs> it was yeah, I'm good. just saying, like, like, when when David Fincher did Psycho Killer at the end of that one Mindhunter episode, that was the only time we ever needed that song to be to be. In, <laughs> I'm so in a sad film. it's not going to come back. Like it makes me so Isn't mad. it? Well, the issue is that they waited too long to re-sign the contract, so all the actors have different jobs right now. I'm upset. So they have to wait till everybody's freed up because that's David. what Netflix does. No, it's Netflix's fault. Because they're like fault? because they decided to give David full creative control, which you know it's one thing. But right. the difference is, is that they pretty much were like, oh, we're not going to set you to a set schedule. Dumb asses. Yeah. Dumb that's, asses. That's unfortunate. Like, you know, like, for instance, House of Cards was very David Fincher-esque, but they had other people work on it. Yeah. They probably should have done the same for, the, you know, but it's fine. Yeah, that's kind of sad, but mm -hmm. I so love Mindhunter, though. Me too. It's great. It's great. It stuff. is really great. But anyway, let's talk about... The ratings. Yeah, I think that we, <laughs> I think that we've exhausted bloodshot and other topics. All right. Oh no. You want me to go Turn first? Um, you can go it's first fine. if you want. I'm going to give this a two out of ten. Okay. Fair. Yeah. 
Um, I would give it like a D plus. Like, I mean, it, it like it does. It's just not egregious to me. It's just kind of for it's kind of whatever. And I think that like it, it ultimately didn't know what it wanted to do, and it really wanted to kickstart a franchise that they thought was going to be like. Like, I imagine that when this went through the, the minds of the people pitching the Bloodshot movie and then subsequently the, what is it, Valiant? Is that the name of the comic books? Mm-hmm. And then, like, a subsequent Valiant franchise, they were probably like, yeah, this is going to be sort of like the, the like, you know, almost indie response to, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's going to be, you know, a little lesser known, a little more gritty and dark. And, like, they just Just watch Umbrella Academy. It's better. Right. And they just, they just didn't achieve what they wanted to do with it, which was like sort of do a darker sort of not mainstream cinematic universe in order to like draw a new and interesting crowd. And I just don't think that they did that. They couldn't commit to the R rating. Like they couldn't. Yeah. And I think they, they, then I think that they suffered from not knowing whether they wanted this to be a dark gritty superhero movie or like action movie in the style of fast and furious or like superhero movie in the style of Deadpool where it's like funny and like, uh, like, off-color type humor. Like, mm-hmm. and, I th- and I think that they couldn't pick which one they wanted to do and try to do them all and didn't really succeed at doing the, any of them. This movie which I think is something that a lot of movies suffer from. It's like they try to do many things which are popular mm-hmm. and fail at all of them where it's like if you just picked one thing and really tried really hard to make that kind of movie and just committed to it, you would have a much better time and make a much better movie. But when you try to spread yourself thin over a many concepts that don't gel together, I think you fail. I think this movie won't give you any pain. Yeah, but no. it also will give you nothing. Yeah, they, you get nothing out of watching it. You could do many better things with your time than watch Bloodshot. But also, like, if you like a cheesy action movie and like that's all you're really looking for, then I mean, this is fine. This is it, for the people who like Rampage out there. <laughs> this movie's for you. Like, if you like cheesy popcorn action films. This that don't you. that don't have a lot of like deeper substance mm-hmm. to it. Like that's fine. That's this is your movie. If you're then. a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom kind of guy, <laughs> this is you. So bad. Hated that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a one point five. <laughs> <laughs> Very low. The point five is because I enjoyed making fun of Vin Diesel. Yeah. I oh didn't realize God. how much I didn't like watching Vin Diesel movies except the Past Fire. I never <laughs> mean the Past. I just fire remember I the funniest that. thing when he's going off and be like. You know anything about me? Like that acting in that scene is actually get a clip of that and watch that. That's great. That is amazing. All around, his acting was awful. He hasn't been good since the past fire. He will never live up to that standard again in my mind. So pass. Mm. I'm gonna give it a two, just because I, I didn't have a I. I enjoyed being with y'all. I liked the the pizza we had. I liked good the, the good the good times that we ten out of ten on the experience. Yeah, though. no, yeah, I mean, ten out of ten on experience. So we all agree this movie was not Groot. Was not what? Was not Groot. Oh wow! Are you saying great? he's Groot? Vin Diesel. Oh. oh, you're right. He is Groot. Damn, I, y'all. About that. I thought we were a fucking film no, podcast. No, I, I am. I, I was, was like, with what you. are we talking she, she was about, with dude? me. I saw her realization in her eyes when I said <laughs> it. I was like, wow. I didn't did know you what really? The fuck we were talking about. Hmm? I thought that that was going to be a big hit, y'all. All um. the all the my dad out there is going to clap to that one. <laughs> Please yeah. clap. I Please clap. It, it wasn't great. It was not good. No. So yeah, that's Bloodshot. So um, are we going to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have a little thing in the middle. 
yeah. So before we should we just before we go, no, we should break it up to know that it's technically an advertisement. I mean, it's and not we're gonna have some goddamn pregnant pauses. Okay, yeah, we're gonna pregnantly pause this time, and when we come back, we're gonna do a little thing, and then bad times at the El Royale. Woo! All right. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. So before we get back to talking about movies and shit, we want to talk about something more important than movies, which is all of the stuff that's going on right now regarding police brutality and racism in police forces and the protests that are happening. And so we want to give a minute and shout out to what we think is a very worthy cause, and we hope you think it is too. Um, so we just want to tell you to donate to your local bail funds or bail bond funds. Um, that's really important. People are out here protesting, and people are out here making real change. Um, but unfortunately, they're being arrested, they're being detained, and um, we don't think that's right. We don't think that's fair because they're exercising their rights to protest. So we just want to go ahead and again tell you to donate to your local bail funds or donate to a national bail fund. And you can do that using, and I'll put this link in the description, um, bailfunds.github, so that's .github.io, and it gives you a list of both national bail funds and state-by-state ones. So we live in Cincinnati. I donated to the Cincinnati Bail Fund. Um, If you feel strongly about this as well you should mm-hmm. you should donate to your local bail fund so that's yeah. our little plug for this episode it's it's a it's a very scary time not just in the u.s right now but for everybody like in the yeah. world mm-hmm. so it's really important that you're on the right side of history right now like we are um we obviously stand with blacks black lives matter and we want to support it any way we can so we figured we would take the time in this episode to enforce you guys who want to support that maybe didn't know how to reach out and do so so yeah and i you. mean donating money is like one of the easiest and most effective ways that you can support like this movement because people can't protest if they're in jail. People can't lead movements and people can't fight for justice if they're in jail. Um, so even if you can't go out and do that stuff, even if you can't be in a protest, like you can donate $5 to help somebody get out of jail who's been wrongfully imprisoned. Right. So yeah, that's that. That's it. Well, thank you guys. And um, also like, cause we'll, we'll probably mention at the end of the, the, end of the episode too, but we're going to have a, sort of Black Lives Matter themed episode next week where we talk about these kind of issues with the films we'll be discussing. So yeah, thank you guys so, so much for taking the time. Yeah, we want to highlight, you know, black filmmakers and and in ways that they don't off, that like those films don't often get highlighted. So mm-hmm. we want to do that. We're we're four white people, but we're going to try our, our damnedest <laughs> to, to do that for to, to do that and like make that a focus of our next week. Yep. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later, but we'll get back to the episode now. Thank yes. you. Thank you. You don't want to thank them for any? Thank you. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Host, Marty we Shoppers. We're, we are talking about a different movie now. A good movie now? I think so. I agree. I not, really everybody, liked it. not everybody thinks so, though. Funny, funny enough. Huh? I really like this movie. Um, I do too. The movie in question is "Bad Times at the El Royale," and I I love this movie. I thought it was great. I've seen it three times, and I love it every time. So I, yeah, and I, think I catch it's really different good. things each time. So I um I low key thought that this movie was Hotel Artemis. So that which was, I think is a you, common mistake yeah, so that here's people the thing. a lot of people make. There's a huge issue that happened where the film studios, and I think it was actually a competitive thing that they were doing. Um, mm. On purpose to fuck each other, right? Um, Hotel Artemis was, I think, the people who were who made the film kind of knew it was going to be a bust, but they yeah. had a really great ad campaign for the film, and it was so good. 
that when people were told, hey, go see Bad Times at El Royale, they confused the They saw the Hotel Artemis? Yeah, exactly. Or they said, like, oh, I already saw that. It was terrible. And then word spreads that, oh, this hotel movie that came out is yeah. terrible. I mean, it was literally within a week of each other. So, I mean... Kind of intense. I saw Hotel Artemis like in theaters when it mm-hmm. came out, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't like hate it violently or anything. I mean, I love Sterling K. Brown, but I feel like the movie itself was just kind of. It was okay. I mean, it was all right, but that's it, not what this is about. Like, it, it felt kind of like a low budget, like early, early stage, like Blumhouse film. Mm. You know, it kind of felt Purge-esque. Um, but then somehow I like after seeing that movie. This movie, Bedtime's Day Royale, was just not on my radar, and I didn't mm-hmm. see it until we watched it together after we saw it. So what we did is we saw Bloodshot at the drive-in and then came home and then watched Bad Times at the El Royale, mm-hmm. all, all of us together. I'm a huge stand for this movie, and I've, I've I defended love this it. Movie. When I worked at a video store, I defended it constantly because people were like, oh, it's a Tarantino ripoff, it's this and that. And um, if you don't I know... Mean, I don't okay. I don't see that. Like Mm-mm. I see how I see the ways in which it is inspired by Tarantino. Well, I mean Drew Goddard came out and said that this film wouldn't exist without Tarantino. Right. And so, I think that's and I think that's true, but I don't think that makes it a ripoff. If, like you look at a movie like, for example, Joker. Mm-hmm. That is a ripoff yeah. of another movie. So that is you just you took Taxi Driver and you you just spun it around a little and did a little different. So this is Drew Goddard's sophomore Effort, what I has believe. he done before? The Cabin in the Woods. So if you guys, oh, I oh love yeah, that okay, one. yeah, so, I actually like that movie. So what's really funny is that um he's he is he is exactly the film boy. Like he loves movies. Yeah. And so Cabin in the Woods is a love letter parody to like every teen slasher. Right. So when he made this Tarantino flick, he was doing the same thing. He's like, I'm gonna make a Tarantino flick, but make it my own. And um, there are a lot of people who think like he's just like stolen the swag, he's stolen the style, and it's not original. But if you watch this film, it is, it it definitely has like flavorings of something really different. Yeah, I mean, I think that he, I think that like like I see a lot of similarities to this movie and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I also don't necessarily think that's a. I like I don't see this movie as taking a Tarantino story and repurposing it for your own thing. I see it as taking him taking his own story and being inspired by like Quentin Tarantino's style of filmmaking, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'll again compare it to something like Joker, where that basically took the story of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy and spun it around and like put fucking Joaquin Phoenix in it. Yeah, what am I constantly... And constant- not to say that, like, and not to say that Joaquin Phoenix didn't do amazing, because he did, but, like... <laughs> one of my constant but, arguments but it's, was... It's, it's different, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what that movie did is different than what a movie like Joker did. Yeah, where it's basically the same thing. Yeah. But the, the, one, of the, one of the constant arguments that I always, like, had as a rebuttal was people be like, it's just like Tarantino. And I'm like, what Tarantino flick is it where they're all in a motel and they're all... And there's, like, secretly recording porn and... Like what? What? What film did Tarantino make where it's that film? Yeah, I mean, like, sure, maybe it's a little like Identity, but it's not at the same <laughs> it's time. It's a little like Identity. The fact is that people are what they what they saw was oh yeah, a, good point. Yeah, <laughs> what they saw. I refuse to entertain that they, that thread <laughs> of the conversation. What, what they what they saw was a not so big budget film. That isn't a superhero movie hit theaters with Chris and Hemsworth and all this other stuff. Stylistically interesting. And the, and for them, they think that oh, stylistic because the thing is about this movie and I, Madison sometimes suffers from this, but <laughs> I feel like she has overcome it. Is the 
the the like impatience of intrigue, right? Like where something is kind of confusing, you don't know what it is yet, and you just want to fucking like figure it out, and you're annoyed with it. <laughs> that is a hundred percent Madison. I, I but, didn't but, find that in but, this movie though. But, but that's mm-hmm. that's the thing is that people felt that way. But I feel like the movie was so good that even people who are like that, the film is a constant intrigue. There's not a boring here's, part of this movie. Here's what, yeah, like here's what I would argue in defense of my. I need to Wikipedia to see where this uh, movie. I wasn't go. attacking you, but that I is know, a but thing. I, but I do feel I do feel the need to like mm-hmm. expand on it a little bit because if a movie's good and keeps me guessing, I won't feel the need to do that because I'll have faith that it's going to go somewhere. And that I'm going to get the answers to my questions. Right. And, or, and like, you know, or like if I don't get the answers to my questions, I'll be left with a satisfying end that, ex- that tells me why those questions weren't answered. When I start Googling shit, it's because I'm like watching and I'm like, I don't, I don't really see them wrapping this bitch up in the next 40 minutes <laughs> in a way that's going to be pleasing to me. So like, I like, and, and I, and if a movie is, if I'm Googling things as I'm watching the movie, sometimes it's just because I don't know who's who, like when I'm watching like The Godfather or something. <laughs> but like, I can't tell who the fuck is. I don't know what's going on in that movie. I'll admit it. <laughs> I don't like it very much. Part three is so bad. Part three is so bad. I, I don't care for The Godfather very much. I, so. love, I love The Godfather, but that's okay. Me too. I don't really like it, but <laughs> that's fine. But um, yeah, but like if I'm Googling to like see what's going to happen in the end, it's because I'm... I'm trying to pick up, to put together the pieces of the movie that the movie is not putting together for me. So if that makes sense, so but that, like if it, so if it is successfully intriguing and it, and it is successful at making a mystery that I'm interested in, then like, I'm not going to do that. And I, that's why I think that this movie is different from like other movies where it takes too long to get you to the, like, you know what I mean? Like this movie, no, I, I get it. Yeah. Like this movie doesn't take too long for me. Sometimes it's such a dedication to watch a movie. And then this movie is not doing a good enough job of keeping me interested. Yeah. The correct. Twist. But there are people out there who it doesn't matter how great the film is. They don't like twists. There are people that suffer from, I need to know what's happening right now. Yeah, like, I mean, Franny, like, Franny used to be like that where we'd watch a movie. She'd be like, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. This pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't have to have all the answers all the time as long mm-hmm. as what you're, as long as the movie is asking, inter- and making you ask interesting questions. And also is proving to you as you watch it that you're going to get either answers or I mean, because like you don't you don't always have to get que- the answers to those questions, but like that you're gonna come out of it feeling satisfied and not like what that was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's got a, a definitive taste, like it's got a definitive yeah. real style, and, which um, I like. I like a co- I like a commitment to an aesthetic more than anything. And you know, they he involves like the cult aspect of it as well as yeah. like the period of time, and um, you know, like the Jeff Bridges character is so beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Because he is, I mean, he's a sleaze. He's a sleaze. He's a total scumbag. But, but at the also, same time, like, you're like, Fuck. my heart is breaking. Yeah, like that's my fucking grandpa. I've decided. Mm-hmm. And and then you kind of, um, it, it twists around the character's pers- like perspective so effectively. Like yeah. the John Hamm character is a real quick example. Right. Where you think John Hamm is? What did you describe? There's a bug that landed on your mic stand. Sorry. <laughs> did you get him? him? I think so. Scared I don't know. the hell out of me. Um, but uh. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. That character goes from, like, you think he's, like, a racist asshole in, like, the first five yeah. minutes. And then mm-hmm. you find out that he's an officer of some sort of law, that he's looking for the private yeah. tape of what we believe to be JFK <laughs> having sex with a woman. Um, and, and then just and immediately like, kills him right after well, you get, like, attached to Not this just that, but you, you see that the moral compass is there because he's worried about this, quote-unquote, 
kidnapped girl. Right. Um, and that's a complete total reverse of what you're introduced to him as in the yeah, film. Yeah, and like it's really yeah. interesting too because like the every characters go through that. And like every character in this movie has like a persona, a part that they're playing who is not who they actually are and mm-hmm. that's like really fun. In, in a way it's almost like um, it's almost like a murder mystery without the murder mystery. Like they're really yeah, like exactly. they're assigned these roles of like room number four, room number five and they're pretending mm-hmm. to be one person when really they're there are somebody, somebody totally, totally else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's really fun. Especially when you think that in the beginning, the guy who runs the hotel, mm-hmm. you think he's like this drug addict sleaze bulb. I like Loki thought that he was going to be throughout the film. They, they, they talk about a murder that took place. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really, for a very long time, thought it was the guy running the hotel. I don't know why. I don't know what made me think that. I don't know why I had it in my head, but I was like, it's going to be by Alfred Hitchcock. I was like, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. And it wasn't. No. And, um, I know this is a film like reviewer cliche, but it subverts your expectations legitimately. Yeah, and I and I like that. And um, the music in the movie is. Just- I was just gonna say that I like that. Like the music in this movie is the m- music that I listen to already, mm-hmm. like by myself. Um, so well, I. Really I've been trying liked to get it. Mass and watch forever because I'm like, this is so her aesthetics, like through and through. It is really. It is truly like I like. If I had my way, I would live in the universe that that movie set up for me. I would just be there all the time. But yeah, like so, I really like the music because that's the music that I listen to as a as a person. So, so if if you could compare, if, if this is a question for everybody, uh, of the characters, who are you the most like? <laughs> that's a good question because they are different enough to where I feel like it's a very definitive answer what you give, and that's including the Chris Hemsworth character because. He's actually a lot more complicated than you on your first viewing when yeah, you really yeah. watch it. Yeah. You're like, he's very much like kind of like a weak willed person and is like just trying to fake it till he makes it. Like I'm totally right. I'm totally worthy of the air I breathe, I swear, and he knows he's not. Yeah. So who do you guys most relate to out of all the I characters? wanna let somebody else go first because I need to like stew. Hmm. Mm. I'd probably say like the older sister. She's just like trying to help. Trying to keep it together. Yeah, she's trying to keep it together. Trying to keep Acting her like a little a bad bitch when really she's like totally terrified. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and like <laughs> trying to just sort of like get her younger sister out of this bad situation and away from this terrible man. Hmm. Franny. I mean, like, I don't know if I necessarily relate to the character that much. I, I guess in an aspect, but not like necessarily what he does with said aspect. But um, John Hamm's character. I was totally going to say that's definitely that's who you are. me. 100%. Puts, puts up a front. Yeah. That is actually like a very caring and mm-hmm. a very nice person. Um, like, I'm not putting up a racist asshole front. But, but you are putting up a front. I totally you, yeah, yeah. you come off cold to people you don't I know. I do. Mm-hmm. And then they get to know you and they're like, oh, it's just a little Franny sweetie pie. Yeah. <laughs> um, for yeah. me, it's definitely the singer. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Like, a thousand percent. Yeah. Where I'm just like constantly like, I'm going to be creative, I swear to God. And even though I keep absolutely failing, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I'm failing and just keep going. That's me. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> like, through through. I, I hate to say it. But the more I think about it, I think I'm the Chris Hemsworth character. <laughs> like, I, I, like it. I so much want people to listen to what I say mm-hmm. and to think that it is valuable and to think that I am valuable. And you think you have it figured out. And I, 
Let's yeah, I do. I think I think that I I, I think that I have the answers, <laughs> and like I know that about myself. Like if I like if I had a flaw, it would be that I am arrogant. <laughs> I don't know about arrogant, but like I think that I I think that I've got it. I think that I don't need any help from anybody. I, I, and I, I think I and I think I know better than most people, which I know isn't true, and I know it's terrible, but like I just have a thing. I don't know. No, I I I, I totally like understand where everybody's coming from. Like, and all these all these characters are characters. Yeah, like, like, like I, over have, the top I have examples. I have a slight superiority complex. Yeah, and like I but I, I try not to show it. I try not to let people know that like. I mean, I feel like and everybody then, in this room has peeked behind the curtain I, a little bit. I'm fucking fortunately. So, yeah, it's like that. Like, I want people to listen to what I say and I want people to think that I like what I say is valuable because I think that it's valuable. But at the same time, like, I never want to be vulnerable ever in my yeah. life. And I feel like the cool thing about the characters is it's it's all about secrecy. Every right? single character yeah. has a representation of, of, a, of a hidden emotion or personality like right. like why i relate to the john ham character so much is like i'm really like not going to be my full self unless i'm like in private like i feel like most of the time i kind of like play a part to um, most people mm -hmm. yeah and like i mean watching the chris hemsworth character i was like he's got some good points actually <laughs> like i mean what he's what he's kind of about actually makes sense he just doesn't live it Right. And I don't think I relate yeah. to him in that sense, but like I think I like the, that's the character I relate to because it's like I I want I enjoy when people listen to me and I enjoy when people take what I say seriously and I like I love the idea that people are sitting listening to me say these words right mm -hmm. now. Like that does it for me. And for <laughs> me it's all about like I I mean I'll do any kind of compromise as long as it's within my dream. Like and I am, I will not compromise. It's heavily implied that she compromised and still didn't get the music career she wanted. Yeah. It's right. And then also her turning a cheek to a man who stole a shit ton of money and be like, just give me half. Like that's, that's me for sure. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I got a goal in mind. I'm pretty much going to just step Do on whatever over that goal it can, yeah. and just keep going and not really worry about the moral compass aspect of it. And yeah. And I think like for myself as well, like I do have like like a, a moral code in such a way that like, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. Hold on. Is anybody else going to just yep. attack by bugs? Yep. No, yep. I'm not yep. having that issue at all. I'm getting attacked by tiny bugs. Do we need to like pause for a second or I don't, I, I don't think there's any way to fix it. Okay. I'm not having that we issue. We just live but in an old house by the Ohio river. It gets buggy. It gets gross. We are moving. Mm. We are having any issues getting out of here. No, no, I feel fine. It's just on your side. I don't know. No, like I've I've been attacked multiple times. One has almost landed in my eye. Oh, I'm God. in a war zone. One did land in my eye earlier. That's why I was like, yeah, But yeah, anyway. so I, but yeah, I think that the, brings up a good point about like how how dynamic the characters are. Now I feel itchy now that you mentioned it, but I don't doesn't have. I a mean, it's just floor. like little boys. They're they're very small. Like mm -hmm. you'll see them out of the corner um, of your eye. Yeah, like I like every character in this movie is like so dynamic and all and the way that all the stories come together is really mm -hmm. like dynamic and interesting. And I just love those scenes where, you know, they're in that back hallway where they can sort of look in through the mirrors. Yeah. Um That's such a great scene. And it's kind of cool because it's like like through those mirrors you get to see both how the characters see themselves and how they really are which is like interesting and they score a scene with the singing which is amazing yeah, it's yeah. such a cool idea 
Yeah, it's um, so good. And yeah, like like we said, like all the music in this film is really really good. I mean, it really much, was yeah, through, through, yeah. And then, you know, like I'll, I'll just go ahead and say negative about it, just so we aren't just completely kissing out to it, um, mm. because I really do love it. I'm I'm obviously gonna rate it really high. Um, a negative I did have though was the incessant need to like. <clears throat> this is gonna sound like I'm being like so pretentious. We got re-shown things from different perspectives, which is cool. But I feel like in some cases that was just to like educate us on a scene. Mm. Like when we multiply saw John Hamm's character shot, that was a really cool idea to like show it three different ways. But also I feel like as an audience member, we could have assumed that the singer character saw what happened and we didn't have to see all that laid out. Mm. Um, which means, as an alternative, I would have liked more time with Chris Hemsworth's character. I also would have liked same. that. Yeah. I just, same. I feel like so much of this of the movie is based around the hallway and the John Hamm character being shot. And I'm like, which is cool, but it feels like the movie's got great pace and it stops yeah, real and would, hard. And, then and I would pace. like to have known a little bit more about the two sisters mm-hmm. um, because they sort of like flashback and alluded to something happening in their childhood, but I would have liked to know more and I would have liked, yeah. Like, cause we got I would the have liked a laid out scene of the sister murdering those people. Yeah, because like we got the flashbacks to the sister finding um, Chris Hemsworth's character mm-hmm. and like all of... Hey, Boots. He, by the way, <laughs> yeah. um, if you know Chris Hemsworth, it's really hard to accept his English accent, or like his American accent, but you can do it. It's possible. I, I don't really hate it. But you're in California it, now. You're in California now. Like, it, it is very much like, welcome to California. But it, that's how people sound there, you know, especially at the time. I but it's just it. like yeah. a real, it's a, it's a learning curve because you're like, you don't sound like Thor right now. I've never You're been right. more attractive, more attracted never to Chris. More attractive. No, I've never been more attracted to Chris Hemsworth than in this role. Like, oof. Mm, I don't even like dudes, but Chris Hemsworth <laughs> had it going on in that, in that role. It was tight. Right. It's something. Oh it was, it was, I think it was the hair for me, really. Something about the, just like, the sleaziness of him. And the sleaziness like, and right? the hair. Like it's right? the same reason that I'm like a little in love with a young Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was like I, Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China really, really does it for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think I would be a part of his little cult. And what fucks me up is like Chris Hemsworth has kind of picked <laughs> some bad pictures. Yeah. And this is a good picture oh and it God, still yeah. didn't perform. So it's like, it's going to be really hard after all this Marvel stuff is completely done. Yeah. And like, I feel bad for Chris Hemsworth a little bit because it's like everybody knows him to be Thor, but he actually like, he, he's a very, he's, range, he's a good actor. Sure. Like, yeah. and he can do other stuff. He's even good in that Red Dawn remake that a lot of people don't like. Like I personally mm-hmm. like him in that movie. And, um, I really liked him in the, the Ghostbusters reboot. I thought that he was like Me a too. very, like, please, high, please comments don't, don't hurt us. He was a high point. He was a really high point of that movie. And I liked that movie generally, which I know that like I can get roasted for, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he was like a high point in that movie, and I really liked I him. Agree. In it and I thought he was funny. Oh, and no, I often he was think, the worst part of that movie. That movie was trash. Oh, I, don't know. I, we'll I often find him point. funny, and I often find him. I don't know if he was the worst part of that movie. I just really the don't character agree with was that. stupid. I mean, I think that there were worse no, parts Kate of that movie. Kate McKinnon was the worst part of that movie. Everything she said, everything I'll she agree did. With that. He was, she was the worst part of that movie. I um, she did make the the freaking um, the um, 
queef joke right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Five seconds yeah. in. We're going with a queef joke. It's PG. We didn't have to do that. I just that. don't like when they ever do a character that's so dumb they don't understand basic human functions like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of like funny it's and spoofy, no. especially because they had that like, like you know, kind of a play on the secretary that the original Joe Swisters movie had. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of fun. And I liked him for that. I liked his little like nerdy, adorable, like innocence. Oh, we're not a, we're not reviewing Ghostbusters though, y'all. No, no, we're not. But I'm um, yeah. I, just a brief tangent. I just don't want to be attacked. Yeah, I mean, all this to say that, like, you know, Chris, Hems- Chris Hemsworth should should get should get to do more. Yeah, should this should have gotten some kind of Golden Globe for him. Yeah, because um, I thought he was very good in it, and he like no, it's not he quite Oscar worthy. Super convincible, like uh, cult, cult leader, leader type. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Sure. And that's that scene where he's um like walking through the field of flowers with all the followers behind him, yeah. and like the mamas and the papas twelve thirty is playing, which is a song that I love. Um, it's just that that does it for me, dude. That's like that's for it. me. It was that's when he was walking movie. on the state line with the rain. Yeah, that's so good. symbolic of just like yeah, he's literally like on the edge. Like he's yeah, he, is, he could go either way. This dude is completely unpredictable. And then also like he didn't fucking wear shoes to this either. No, hell no. no shoes. I love he really it. Didn't that's wear... how Bridget rides around in my car. She just leave the house and didn't fucking wear shoes. You got like a doxing issue with Bridget today. I just wanted to like, let you know. <laughs> I just I just wanted to to. To give Bridget a little, a little like, opportunity. You know who's the to... worst? <laughs> it's just like every five seconds. Oh, that's um, not true. I love Bridget. I didn't say that was true. You're the one saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like to wear shoes if I don't have She's to. She's anti-shoe. I, I get it. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, yeah, I, I love the aesthetics of this movie. I love, I love a movie that has an aesthetic vision. Mm-hmm. And I think all movies should have aesthetic visions. Oh, and there is one other thing that I didn't so much like about it. Mm. Um, I just felt like the the Vietnam flashback scene was just like a, a little too much. Like we could have cut it a little bit. It's just a little too beefy, especially with how much they cut of the good shit, like mm-hmm. with Chris Hemsworth's character. I, just, I think I think there were some fat to trim. That's the main point I'm trying to yeah, make. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that some people didn't, had complaints about the pace of this movie and I and I understand that I didn't really have much no, of an issue overall I didn't but. I didn't have much of an issue with that but I, c- I could see why that would be your complaint and I would de- I could definitely think of some scenes that like you could have shaved down a little bit just to make it a little more a little short a little shorter like I'm not saying cut any one scene out but there were a couple scenes where like okay you could have cut a little bit from it yeah and then made overall that movie a little just bit like tighter reallocate some of the time like yeah that and the other thing is, I I don't know if we needed an actualization of the bank robbing scene. Like I mm. just feel like that that scene, there could have been a better way to relay that information to us that that's who he is and that that was yeah. his brother and all that stuff. Um, and then like the scene where like it's in court and it's kind of campy. He's like, "We'll be fine," and then it cuts to the. I don't I don't know if that was like the best, but it didn't bother me that much. But when the rest of the film is just so like. The editing is so clean cut, perfect. Like, yeah, like the beginning of the film when he's hiding the money. That is some I of love the that, best yeah. editing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's great. And then it was like I think it was Nick Offerman who was the guy mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec. I think he was the brother, which was an interesting choice too. <laughs> um, and then I remember when we got to the brother scene, uh, Bridget just yells out "gate rights," and I'm like, "No, they're, they're brothers." <laughs> yeah. And the reason I said that was because like there was, they say that if. Like somebody stares at your lips, it means they're attractive to you. And I watched, I watched. Um, that definitely isn't true, by the way. 
One of them, I like, stared at everybody's lips because I'm deaf. So I, <laughs> I read stared at everybody's lips because I'm looking for tells. I'm like, are you bullshitting me right now? <laughs> Maybe I'm, Nick Offerman was just really attracted to Jeff Bridges and who can blame him? <laughs> I'm hard of hearing. I get yelled at about it all the time at work. Customers don't believe me because I'm in my 20s, but God damn it, I can't hear shit. <laughs> Big same. But that's why I thought gay rights. <laughs> but I was mistaken. Yeah. And I realized my mistake. And, and it's, I've, a bi- it's a big mistake. And I've Have you guys noticed how much incest is like a point on Mentalist, by the way? I've been yeah, watching I know. Yeah. It's like it, all the time. They're like really into incest. You did a hard cut to Mentalist, by the way. I was just thinking about <laughs> it. It's just a show that we've all been watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I, I'm know. all... Listen, hard people, a majority cut. of people know what the fucking Mentalist is, okay? I know, but yeah. you had a hard cut to I was just oh, laughing. We went it. off on a tangent on our podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. God forbid. Let's do the searching um, podcast again where we just relay everything that happened in the movie. And just we end should it. do that. That was terrible. We should definitely post I mean, it. Was, that. it was a good po- but that, like, could be, that should be Patreon content. Oh, like shit. The, yeah. The, the, the failed unreleased. first one. Yeah. <laughs> the deep cut yeah. that we never like, did. Wow. With somebody Bridget who's and not Franny even. combined into one man. That's crazy. <laughs> one man. One man to wow. rule them all. I was oh, sitting man, in there. I was listening. Them. It was just very quiet. I don't even. But think the incest thing isn't there. just like that's not something I just know. Like that's like, no, no, they do it all the time. I mean, a lot. Like, like we've watched like four episodes, and I think they've done it in like two. They've done it definitely I'm like, in two. For fuck's sake, man! Definitely yeah. in the first the writer one, was just then, like, you know, it'd be really messed up, and they're like, well, oh I think my that, god, I think that they're like they're like trying to find like the edgy shit, be like incest. We're putting that in here. Yeah, just we're gonna. I mean, I worked for Veronica Mars. We're gonna sprinkle in a little. I've never seen the end, but I'm just guessing. That Patrick Jane just fucks Red John and it's his brother. Like that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> oh my God. That's the end of the show for me. I haven't seen the end of the show ever, but I think that that's what's gonna happen. I think when we were talking about bad times at the El Royale the uh, like the other day, we we made a joke that it was gay rights for uh, the hotel like bellhop desk guy and Jeff Bridges. Which and I, I think we said there's nothing gayer than Catholic guilt. Which like <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that again. <laughs> There was there was like a sweet relationship between those two. I don't I don't know if it was gay, but there was like a super sweet yeah. relationship that I feel like me being like a like a total daddy's boy because my dad's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I you can are. Every to. time there's a dad centric scene or a dog and a man centric scene, you just turn to yeah. Pudding. It's called emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. Films do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was like Jeff Bridges. You're my fucking grandpa now. <laughs> Which oh. is how I kind of always feel when I look at him, but like especially here. Do you like Crazy Heart? A lot of people don't, and a lot of people. I don't, don't. think I've seen it actually. If you're a Jeff Bridges, guy. you know what? You know what movie he was in that I really liked was um, and I feel like it didn't really get a lot of recognition. I, I think it there better just, not be R.I.P.D. because I will throw you out. No, of this room. <laughs> the, I think that, I think it didn't get a lot of recognition because like I think there were a lot of other movies that came out that same year that people really liked, but um. He was in that movie Hell or High Water, and I really oh, actually, I love that. I actually movie. really like that movie, and I feel like it didn't get a lot of like. That's hype. what that other boy, the the Star Trek boy. Yes, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but yeah, I know Chris Pine. Yes, Chris that was incredible. Pine. I'm a I'm a magical man. I just pulled that out of my yeah, ass. I, and I really liked that movie, and I really liked him in it, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think that movie should have gotten a little more hype. I mean, he was nominated for something for being in that movie, right, Jeff Bridges? I don't remember. Did he get a Best Actor nomination? I think he kind of might have, but I think he was like not. I don't know. That was the he same was year. not a contender for that movie. That was the same that. year for, with Thoroughbreds, and I feel like that movie got fucked even harder. I so. loved fucking Thoroughbreds. Anyway, Bad Times of the El Royale. Um, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. What a Music, guy. Incredible aesthetic and awesome costume design and cinematography. 
Everything felt the period. Everything in the movie. Felt Have you guys the seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah, I've seen it. I, I know it. you've seen it. I'm asking you. Well, my Blu-ray copy still hasn't been opened, so I'm guessing she hasn't seen it. All right, then whatever. I've not seen. She's it. never seen The Graduate. I've not seen it. My Bridget cousin hasn't seen The Graduate either. I do have fine. a cousin with a Big Lebowski tattoo, though. <laughs> what is the Big Lebowski? I, I remember out. us talking about this, but should we shout him out? Yeah, Ian. Shout Ian, out Ian for your Big Lebowski if tattoo. If you're definitely not listening to this, but uh, you should. I be. mean, he. I, he supports yes, it. Okay, can you, can you tell me? I know we've talked about this before, but can you tell me what the tattoo is? It's like the dude from it. Like, is it like his face? It's like, um, is it Jeff Bridges? It's a minimalist tattoo of like okay. the dude, like an like an outline, like a silhouette. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I think if you're, I've only seen it on Instagram, not in person. Hmm. Like, what Big Lebowski tattoo would I get? I've never seen it. I, mean, I was John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> I would get a get a white Russian tattooed on my body, and be like, like a have little, you ever actually had a white Russian? Yeah, I have. They are phenomenal. I like them; they're good. I, I can understand why he's always drinking one because mm. they're pretty good. Um, and just like have it say underneath. weird relation with Chris Hemsworth. He became the dude in the Avengers movie. So whoa, whoa. full circle. <laughs> um, but then like underneath my white Russian, I'd be like, I'm holding a beverage here, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because it's, it's just what a fun movie that is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one for I sure. I love that movie. Um, and Bad Times that's El Royale. Like, that's my is. ideal lifestyle, I think. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, like, next to Bad Times of the El Royale being my ideal aesthetic, like, I just want to drink white Russians and go bowling and smoke pot. That sounds litty. <laughs> like, is that not, like, the life that you always Did dream of? Did you ever of? see that Disney Channel original movie where they were, like, bowling? And this girl came up with a magic, like perfect bowl by spinning the ball down no, the lane i've never it's seen the most that fucking ridiculous film you will ever watch <laughs> that's She's really like, funny we need to make this last strike or the bowling alley's gonna close why, why i swear is, to god what does that have to do with it i don't know and they're like they're like how can we make sure we make the shot Jimmy's arm is it's broken. And then she's like hold oh, on Jimmy. i've done all the calculations and i've come up with the perfect technique watch how i do this or watch and learn or some shit and then she sits down like Indian Indian style, like like crossing her legs right, on the floor, right. grabs the bowling ball and spins it down the lane. And for some reason, it's even slower than you'd imagine. <laughs> like, you know how slow it would be? It's even slower than right. that. And um, she she gets the strike, and they save the bowling alley. Wow! And all these Amazing. thirteen year olds work there, probably against child labor laws. <laughs> wow. That's great. If anybody knows what that movie's called, leave it in the comments. We'll review it. I feel like I just I'm did actually think. two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> what would I call that movie? Um, Striking out. Maybe Turkey Day. Haha. Um, spin it! <laughs> Exclamation point. But then they know how they're gonna do it at the end. It's Ooh, given away. You're right. You're right. You're right. What about um bowling for soup? Stay in your lane. <laughs> oh no. Stay in your lane. <laughs> bowling for soup. Gutter ball. Gutter ball's good, but it sounds too much like money ball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to make the I want to make a money ball parody film called Gutter Ball. It's just about bowling. No, he just like finds the the he's able to predict the statistics of bowlers and they start betting a bunch oh, of money on yeah. that. That's what I'm about. like. I want to make a parody money ball. We could totally <laughs> make that. Ball. I could totally be Jonah Hill. There's this really good episode of documentary now about bowling. I can't think. Of oh it's, yes, with it's Michael the, C. Hall. It's yeah, so good. it's in the most recent season, and it's really, really fucking so funny. Anyway, 
Are we done talking about it? That's the vibe I'm getting. If anybody, I don't know. I mean, that. I think we, I think we've sung its praises sufficiently. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not really anything left to say about it. All right, so let's rate it. Uh, I'll go first. I have a pretty set rating on it, a seven. It was, it was definitely like higher up on my list, but like, um, there's just some things like you know, like you said, I wish we yeah. would have focused more on like Chris Hemp. Chris Hemsworth's character and some stuff I didn't really care for too much in it, like the Vietnam flashbacks and like shit like that. Mm. Flash, flashback. Flashback. Singular. <laughs> Singular. Sorry. Um, I would give this movie. Mm, I would give this movie an A. Wow. Um, a very high A because, like, ultimately this movie like checks all the boxes that I like for movies to check, so. Yeah, even though even though like it's not it's not perfect, and there are, there are things that like one could change about it. Ultimately, it does it does it for me. Um, it's the kind of movie I like, and I liked it, so there it is. Fuck yeah! Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes it just has to be the kind of movie you like, and then you like it. Um, I'm gonna give it a eight and a half out of ten. I nice. really enjoyed it. It all the twists and turns, and it was thrilly. And I thought everyone did a really good job. And I would watch it again. I would definitely watch it again. Uh, for me, it's also an eight and a half out of ten. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I think um, the year it came out, uh, for me, if it was like, I'm in charge of the Oscars, it would totally have been nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it got fucked by Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Um, which is like a four out of ten movie for me. Yeah, I don't remember Hotel Artemis that well, which maybe speaks to its quality. I just remember Dave Bautista just being real fucking buff. Isn't Jeff just Goldblum in that movie? Mm-hmm. I thought so. He sure barely is. <laughs> he sure barely is, yeah. That's true. You expected from the trailers for Hotel Artemis to get a lot more Jeff Goldblum than you got. That's Or like a lot more movie. Like nothing really fucking <laughs> happens. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. My brother's dying in the next room. He's dying. At the, and the worst part is, is like they've, they stole hard from identity on that one because all <laughs> the rooms were in states. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with your shit. <laughs> fucking bull. He's staying in Nebraska right now. <laughs> That's the big joke in the movie. And then Charlie Day's sitting there trying to be charming and he just doesn't pull it off. <laughs> I forgot Fuck. Charlie Day was in that fucking movie. And there's like an assassin girl. Yeah. And she's she's from, um, have you ever seen, um, was it Kingsman? Was it, That's was what it I thought. Kingsman? I was thinking yeah. Kingsman, but then I wasn't 100% because it, it's yeah, been a I while. Yeah, I think it's the first Kingsman, yeah. Um, she was like agile, but really bad at acting. So, you know, things go on, I guess. So, yeah, I, th- I think that this movie probably should have gotten more recognition. I wish I had seen it like when it came out because I think I would have really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still really enjoyed it. Like, it's not like I enjoyed it less for having seen it now, but... It's a it's a super cool movie. And I also, you know, I just really like when we're able to highlight a new movie that still has like its own message where if you're watching like newer popcorn movies, they're all either Bloodshot or Avengers. You know right, I mean? right. Or as you've said with much disdain, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um yeah, and I want to see more movies like this movie. So if you're out there directors, make mm-hmm. more movies like this one. Yeah. Be like Drew Goddard, actually make yeah. smart. It'd be cool. All right, well, I think Quentin keeps saying he's going to retire soon and somebody's got to like, you know, sort of take take the reins from him on this style of mm-hmm. filmmaking and with any luck it could be you filmmaker out there listening. Yeah, you know, Ari's Ari Aster's kind of taken over for Toby Hooper, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. he's making that good stuff. Jordan Peele's kind of taken over for all the other ones. <laughs> for all the others. <laughs> so for yeah, all the other like good he, he keeps saying he's going to retire or he's going to like kick the bucket at some point. So 
Well, he's he's gonna do what ten films, and he's on number nine. That's what he always says. I mean, I don't know, like. I mean, we'll see it when it happens. I guess he's not even gonna direct the Django sequel because of that rule. Right. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll uh, see. We sure will. All right. So what? So let's. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that just went nowhere. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> I guess we'll see about we that. We talk and we do talking and we do it. <laughs> We want to do for a living. Sometimes we'll talk and talk and talk, and then more talking happens, and I'm like, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that, that was a tangent that went to absolutely bad, 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 no bad, place. Bad. Anyway, so next week. Next week. Uh, in results of everything going on in the world right now, we're going to review. As we mentioned before. Yeah. But if in case you skipped the ad, which it wasn't an ad, but it kind of was. I mean, it was, it was like a little. In case you skipped our little announcement in the middle, um, we're going to be reviewing the incredible film blind spotting absolutely fantastic oh yeah and then also since it's free for everybody out there we're gonna do just mercy yeah because we thought that would be a really good pick and um it's really accessible right now because like logan said it's free literally everywhere mm-hmm. so you could just watch it and um as for blind spotting you can get it off amazon for 3.99 or and you should every penny or you can buy the physical copy on Blu-ray from Amazon for like 10 bucks. It's really worth owning. Or if you know Logan, you can borrow it from him. That's true. Anybody who I actually know, I'll let you borrow it. I would just I would just give out the digital code to like one random person who needs it, mm. but I think that's illegal. So I yeah, won't do that. you're probably not allowed to do that. Probably can't do that because I have a digital code that I don't need. It's just sitting in there. David Diggs is in it. If you like Hamilton. Yes, it's uh, very. He's there. Very Hamilton-esque in some ways, too. I, I, would, I would argue it's better than Hamilton, but... Ooh, wow. I like that. I think that's true. I don't know if Bridget agrees with that, but I think that's true. I don't I don't know. I would... I'd have to do some thinking. <laughs> um, some reevaluating of I've never Hamilton. seen Hamilton, but I just love... I, I mean, I feel like this message right now is so good. important, and yeah. I feel like if... If you want to get really jazzed about getting on board with this movement, watch Blind Spotting. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very, very really like relevant like yeah. it's yeah, the, it's probably the most relevant you movie and you can make find you want to get it. out there and do something and it's also like um you know it's also very funny and it's uh, it's it's very light i expected it to be darker than it is given the subject matter i remember but i, I like i don't think of it as a film that's going to make you depressed like no. in my mind funniest thing ever was watching you and bridget react to the opening of the film like when they were talking in the car yeah. And just seeing, like, puzzlement on both of your faces. <laughs> like, did he just put in, like, Hustle and Flow? Like, what is this? <laughs> and it's, like, one of the best movies. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. Um, and, yeah, I haven't watched Just Mercy yet. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's good. I, I guess I'll speak more on that. I because I'm, I'm a movie boy. Yeah, I, we, I, we, I haven't watched it yet, so we'll see. We'll watch it soon, I guess. Um, and then should we talk about what's going to happen the week after that? Well, if we fully fully landed on what movies we're going to do, I think. Well, we maybe we don't have to say the movies right now. Maybe we can. I mean, I think that we've just kind of decided, but maybe we don't say the movies right now. Um, we say it in the next one, maybe. Just say the yeah. concept. So yeah, the week after the week after next, um, we are going to do because June is Pride Month, and I am gay, and Bridget is too. Hey. We're gay together. We're in lesbians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna watch some gay movies. Uh, we we're 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 coming down to like a few that we we're, we're going to decide between. So I won't say them yet because I don't think a verdict has been made. But we are going to watch them. We are going to be gay Wait, about so them. You don't know if we're going to watch. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry or not. <laughs> that's the best gay movie. I I personally just wanted to watch Top Gun, but everybody said that's not technically a gay movie. So 
Um, or we could watch Reservoir least. Dogs. Madison, we are already doing Reservoir Dogs. I know, we're already gonna watch Reservoir Dogs. What'd you say? You can, you got a good like gay detector in movies. Like you can find a sliver of gay in anything. <laughs> if it's there, it's there, baby. Gay rights. <laughs> Ratatouille. We can watch Ratatouille. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's gay in Ratatouille? Remy. What about what about him? How's he gay? I can't get into it right now. Wait, hold she on. She has this whole the- thesis. Get the fuck out of here. How is he gay? What makes what makes him at all sexual in any regard? It's not just about being sexual. It's about Hold on. No, no, no. Your gender, your sex has nothing to do with being se- like how does that work? Okay, it's about it's about a small town boy, okay. a rat boy, okay. <laughs> who wants more than like his life has to offer him. The pursuit of happiness, yeah. Not inherently gay. Shut up. Can you let me fucking finish? Sure. I'm just- he, wants, he wants more than his life has to offer him, and his family doesn't understand why he would possibly want to to cook like like that's against nature still sounds like a generational divide mixed with shut up it's against like but it's like it's against nature it's against nature's way for this rat to cook let me finish don't even open your mouth i see you and then like you know he goes and he learns that anyone can cook and like even though he's successful his family still doesn't quite understand it like they're never gonna fully understand him because they can't relate to what he's going through and in conclusion, Remy is gay. The if, film, we were, if we were the actually film doing argument, the film argument you've just con- conducted is essentially the the verbal like coming actual, of age movie. It's the is verbal gay. actualization of a baby chiseling the square <laughs> into a circle to fit it in the Shut box. Shut up, that's not true. There, that was so stretched, contorted, and made. If we were actually going to do a Ratatouille review, I could make the case for a gay Remy. But I, I, love, I love that. We don't I have, want a PowerPoint. We don't have enough time on this podcast we run. We're all, they're, they're pulling me away. I can't. I can't. They're pulling me away. I just feel, <laughs> I, I just feel like, I feel like Ratatouille is gay. Sound off at the comments. <laughs> I feel like that is such a stretch. I don't and know. Like it doesn't like need any... to be. It doesn't need to be to be a great message. But it can be though. But it isn't though. <laughs> Why not? Because it's not. Ratatouille's gay because I'm gay and I like it. That's fine if you want to put it in that perspective. <laughs> but the movie's not necessarily about a gay rat. But it's not necessarily not about a gay rat. Well, it kind of isn't. We have no evidence that Remy isn't gay. We have no evidence that Remy's ever thought about any sort of like mouse penis and or vagina in regards first of all he's a rat second of all <laughs> unbelievable second she, of all a bug hit me in the face right when i was talking and she used that to take advantage of my misspeaking second of all i mean i'm assuming that remy the rat has had the desire to reproduce as is i mean not necessarily reproduce but has the desire to be sexual. He's an he's an asexual <laughs> conduit of a conversation. Like he's he's not meant to what? be a sex. That's not what a do part you mean? of I who mean, he is. He's, he has a gender. Sure, I guess, but not really. Yeah, he's a he's a man. Ra- he's a male rat. Sure, but in what terms? <laughs> what do you mean in what terms? He's, an, he in, he's an entry character. I mean, to gender identify him seems kind of a, a, out of the question, or even worth a point at all. I think that he identifies as a male rat. I don't think. I, I, I think it's I've him. I've never heard him be like, I'm a man rat. He Especially not, I'm a man rat. Get me another man rat now. <laughs> I'm just saying that He's never a- forced Linguini to walk over to some hot <laughs> male rats. I'm just saying that you have as much evidence for Remy being a straight rat but as I'm not I making the claim. Remy being a I'm gay not making rat. the claim that he's straight. I'm making the claim he isn't necessarily gay. 
I mean, but he could be gay. That's my point. When she backs into the corner with her little square box that originally... <laughs> he could definitely be gay. Just, I mean, like, you have, he could be. You don't know. But you were saying he definitively was. I mean, he is because I say so, but I'm just saying that, like... You don't have any You're evidence. in California now. <laughs> you have no evidence that he's not gay. You have no evidence that he is. It's in my heart. He's, I don't consider him straight or gay. I consider him the entry point for me to understand this film about overcoming the odds and doing something different. The different thing is being gay. No, it's not. It's cooking as a rat. <laughs> but when he, when he says... When he says anyone can cook, like anyone can, can he's be like, especially who they want to be. He didn't go, especially me, the gay rat. <laughs> yeah, but it's anyone can be who they want to be. Yeah, but you're you're forcing him to like be his, somebody he isn't necessarily. And like his he family, can be whatever the fuck he wants. His family's never Quit gonna fucking him understand him. That's where like, like that's did that's you where know? It hits me in my heart. Did you know like, that you family. can be a straight person and still not be understood by your parents? But like his thing is, is is like it's unnatural to his parents that a rat would cook. It goes against God's way. But the same thing could be said about me being an atheist with me and my father. He doesn't understand it, and it's something he's overcome, and something that I've overcome. It's this, it's it's not a tale about gay or straight. Sure, it is. I mean, maybe for you, and it can be, but that doesn't mean definitively for everybody else that Remy is like straight gay. It is, and he is. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, to I'm just that. saying. I'm just saying that, like, there, there's an argument to be ra- made for a, a gay Remy in 2020. Uh, I'm not saying he couldn't be gay. Let's be clear. Let's clarify. I'm saying there is nothing in the tale or the story that indicates specifically that he is a gay. But there rat. is nothing in the tale or the story that indicates specifically that he is anything but a gay rat. No, no. It, it, it indicates that he's a rat that cooks. <laughs> but it doesn't indicate that he's not gay either. It doesn't I don't understand. I don't understand why in this our month of pride, you <laughs> have such an issue. It's not with this it, rat oh, being wow. gay. That's putting words in my mouth. What I am trying to do is identify that this film, Disney, which would never, was not trying to make this stand in 2012. It never has to be intentional. There is nothing. Do you think that they were trying to make Tom Cruise gay in Top Gun? No, Tom Cruise just exudes that energy and Scientology is beating there it out is of him. There is nothing inherently gay about Remy, though. <laughs> what, he's good at cooking, so he's gay? Like, what, what, what made him gay? I don't understand why you have such Quit an issue. Quit making me sound like Ben Shapiro. I'm I just pointing out the facts. I don't understand why you fact. have such a problem with a gay rat. I don't have a problem with it. I'm saying you're, sped, you're spreading it like it's fact and it's not i maybe it is fact why do you have such a fucking you problem can't say with maybe it? it's oh fact that's not how facts work but you seem to but like no no, might, no no don't put words in my mouth no but i don't seem to be like it can't be gay i'm saying we don't nothing, know either way but then why can't i say he's gay if we don't I know didn't either say way you couldn't say i'm saying you you can see him as a gay character because you have he's a conduit for you to be in the story he is someone, one someone that you can relate to doesn't necessarily mean he's gay but you're you're acting like you can't be gay. I did not no, say that. Because there's no Brandy, evidence. Back me up here. Did I ever no say he couldn't be gay? For him no, being gay, but there's no evidence for him be being gay. anything other than gay either. You just said. See, but, this is why I didn't want to get into it because this is not even a fucking Ratatouille podcast. I, this is about fucking bloodshot. But the fact is, you're saying that I said he couldn't be, which is not true. You did say he couldn't no, be. I did not. You implied it. No, no, okay. Here we go. My just, implications. Why do you just fucking admit that you hate gay rats? Wow. Wow. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm talking about? 
I'm, I'm, the, I'm the villain. I feel like I need to stay out of this one. I'm, I'm the villain in every conversation that isn't pro. Like, <laughs> this movie's definitely gay. Shout out to the commenter, by the way, who said that we were a gay podcast. I love that for us. Shout out to the other commenter who said not everything has to be gay all the time. No, but you did it because it was the joke, and I really appreciated that. No, I love to shout be out to all to. the commenters. And yeah, if you comment, God bless you. Please. I think. Yeah. I think what this verified is that we can't do a Ratatouille podcast because we'll just scream at each other. The yeah, whole time. no, I don't think that we can do that. But somebody, somebody out there, please fucking back me up in the comments about fucking Remy. <laughs> I know you're out there. I know you're with me, people. It just, it just seems like an unnecessary stretch. Listen. We've already talked about how I need people to agree with what I say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyway, Remy's gay. End of discussion. Oh my god! Watch oh, well. like watch somebody come at me with like real facts, like you dumb motherfucker. Hell yeah, Here's dude, the pr- that, but that's not gonna happen. Nothing would make me happier than that. <laughs> that would be a gift to me from you. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, I'm that's just... our show, everybody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's all, folks. We'll miss you.